I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. In Ireland, we love a good story. And I'm lucky enough to be able to chat to people from all over the world to hear their story and to hear about their life in Dublin. In this podcast, we want to be able to learn from the stories of others so that people who have recently moved to Dublin can get the most out of their time here. It's almost like almost in the movies where, you know, you have the the lawyer who gives the final yeah the plea to the, the, to the jury speech. the closing speech exactly that was my favorite um, yeah it sounds quite cool so for, first of all before we could go any further i want to actually apologize to you today because we've taken you away from one of the most beautiful evenings dublin has so far this year uh into a like dark um very artificially lit studio so really appreciate you being here in the first place thanks so much for coming arena thank you for having me um tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you ended up in Dublin. Sure thing. Um, I was born actually in the Soviet Union in Russia. And uh, when I was about six months old, my mother, um, she moved us to Ukraine. Um, and she left me to grow up with my grandmother and her two half-sisters, my aunts. So until I was 10, I was there. And then she finally kind of put everything in, in place for me to move with her in Greece. Um, so I mainly lived in Greece until more or less now, but in between I lived in many other countries. So your, your, your mother, um, sent you to live with your grandmother in Ukraine, um, when you were six months old. Yeah. Um, and at that time, did your mother go to, to Greece or did she stay in the Soviet Union? Um, no, we left the Soviet Union completely. Um, and, um, she traveled around in many different countries to essentially support financially our family but then mm. she got settled in in Greece and did work there and once she had enough um, funds essentially to be able to support me as well living with her okay uh, that's when I moved wow what a strong woman she is yeah just just to think about that's 
story and the fact sacrifice that she she made for you and, and your family do you have any siblings or is it just you um i grew up as an only child but i do have a half brother and a half sister from my father's side but i've never met them okay um so you you moved from obviously you don't remember living in the soviet union you were six months old that's an obvious statement um how was it growing up in the ukraine until you were 10 um it was a very interesting childhood overall because um i remember not having any technology at all um it was very movie-like almost in the sense that you would play out in the yard um you would have loads of kids uh, we lived in one of those really big Soviet Union-style buildings with like a block yeah. with entrances, and we would have so many kids around, and we would just play tag and, you know, camp out, essentially. And there were many forests around our area, so um, I had quite a bit of an extended family, so we used to go for, like, barbecues and things like that. So I, I remember a lot of nature around yeah. me. Wow, that's yeah. It's, it's quite an idyllic, I, I guess, uh, community-based freedom to do whatever you want. It, it sounds it sounds really really nice. Mm. Um, and then you were ten. You moved to moving at that age anywhere, even if it's to another you know community within the same country is actually really difficult. I'm, you know, well at least I did. I found I I moved from Mullingar to Dublin when I was five, six, which is essentially, we'll just say the countryside to, well, it's not countryside, countryside, but a more rural area to the city. And I remember finding it difficult. I was like, I can't sleep. It's just, there's noise here all the time. Um, but obviously I got over it. But at the time I really found it hard. Um, so you were a little bit older, you were 10. How was that for you? And, and did you speak any Greek when you were 10? No, not at all. Um, actually, even before that, moving from Russia to Ukraine, um, it was hard because um, the first books and everything uh, I learned was in Russian. And there was only one Russian school in our whole city, which was really, really far away. So um, they broke the news to me that I had to go to a Ukrainian one uh -huh. and I had to learn Ukrainian. Okay. Um, and in general, Russian wasn't so popular. Yeah. So to say. Um, and when I had to move to Greece, I didn't have I didn't know any like uh, maybe I visited my mother some summers before I actually moved with her. But again, like the only thing I could say is literally like ice cream when I went to the shop and I wanted to order something. Um, so before I moved, my mother paid for an English tutor for me to probably like at least have some sort of level of English mm. in the hopes that, you know, when I would start school there, at least I would be able to communicate in a language with them. Yeah. Uh, but that plan failed miserably because <laughs> the kids weren't at my level of English. No. So the only person I could speak to was the English teacher. Okay. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah. Um, so that kind of uh, straight away sets you apart from from the rest of the kids there like not only are you the one from another place but you can you're the one who can speak to the teacher in english who is this who is this girl coming in and oh i was so nervous it's actually i have a ridiculous story that i can share which is absolutely on, on the first day of school um i was so nervous i couldn't speak to anyone and uh increasing the first day the director and 
um, would give a speech, but also there would be like the morning prayer. But the director spoke for hours, what seemed like. Mm -hmm. And it was very warm, as you can imagine, in Greece. I fainted during oh, no. the prayer, I think. <laughs> um, so imagine like more than 100 students standing like in line waiting for the speech to end, just me flopping down. <laughs> um, and the funniest part is that I was thinking all the time, please keep a low profile. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like everybody, everything stopped just to kind of, you know. So um, straight away you were known as the kid that fainted on the first day. You got it. <laughs> you got it. Uh, Princess faint or something like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was a tough crowd, I have to say. And uh, when did you actually move to Ireland? Um, now, um, I moved on the 6th of February, uh, but I used to live here seven years ago as well. Um, uh -huh. I used to work for Guinness for about half a year. For Guinness or Diageo? Diageo, yeah, yeah at the Guinness at location. The, and what did you do with uh, Diageo? I was a financial analyst. Ooh, man. Yeah. Big numbers. That yeah, yeah. I, uh, probably half of those uh, and uh, like finances are probably my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy drinking Guinness yeah. and all kind of Guinness associated products. Um, Hook, line and thinker. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, unfortunately, this podcast is not sponsored by Guinness, but, uh, you know, Please if anybody from Guinness is out there listening, like I'll, I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll talk about anything you want. <laughs> Just give me some free Guinness. And uh, so you're working with uh, Diageo as a financial advisor. Uh, where did you live at the time? Um, so it was actually very, um, very comfortable because the, the company helped me uh, find temporary accommodation. Um, I think a relative of somebody who worked at uh, Diageo um, and older couple, their daughter had moved out mm -hmm. and they had the loft, um, oh. her room essentially empty. Nice. Um, and it was in Ternior. A beautiful area yeah, park lovely. and all yeah. that um and it was very comfortable because like i didn't have to um get any furniture i didn't have to look for a house i tried to actually i came a week earlier and i had a hotel in the liberties mm. and then i just told them that guys this is too hard yeah um please help me mm. <laughs> so uh thankfully that older couple took me in and they actually had two more people in their house, um, uh, two students who were uh, learning English. Um, they had moved from Japan and Brazil. So it was us three girls, each in a different room, staying with them. That's a nice, uh, a nice experience to kind of share the house with people from different countries, mm. sharing the new experience of living in Ireland. Mm. So w when you moved here, let's say seven years ago, what were your first uh, expectations? Because obviously, coming back a second time, those expectations are going to be different. Well, actually, my experience was so good, I would say, that I didn't want to leave, but I had to because I had unfinished studies and things back in Greece. But I always remembered Ireland. Like it stayed on my mind for that all this time. And it just like half a year ago, I started thinking about making a change mm. in terms of my uh, career where I used to work at. But I said to myself, I don't want to work remotely anymore just and stay in Greece. 
Yeah. Um, and if I don't move to Ireland now, like I don't think I'll ever do because, you know, after moving around so much and living in so many different countries like US, Canada, China, uh, Greece, Ukraine, Russia and all that, you know, there is a point where you want to find your home, your final yeah. home. So I find I found, I guess, that strength inside me to make that final move and say, I really want to give Ireland the chance without having any time constraints or any responsibilities and to just kind of pick up where I left where I left off. What is it then about Ireland? Because I mean, as you said yourself, you've you've traveled so much, you've you've experienced so many different things. Um what is it about this country that made you go, well, okay, if I'm gonna try and find a home somewhere, I'll I'll go to Ireland. Oh it's hard it's hard to put into words, but it's the people. Mm. I mean, you can have loads of different things that can pull you. And Ireland has many. Like, for example, you know, you have beautiful parks, beautiful sceneries. Um, in fact, the the fact that you can walk anywhere and it's so pleasant. I dropped four stones mm. since I mm -hmm. came in February mm. just by walking. And mm. I enjoy doing that here and feeding right. squirrels and parks mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, and walking on beaches and just, you know, enjoying everything that Ireland has to offer. Um, and also you have amazing job opportunities, like all yeah. the big companies are here. I, ha I haven't heard anyone not having a job. Yeah. Everyone like really kind of dreams of coming here and getting like a job. And there are so many companies where you can choose from like really great ones. That's so different compared to when I came out of college and <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, brilliant. Sorry, I interrupted you. Keep going. No, not at all. Um, but it's the people. It's really the people. Um, I think like even now that I came back, um, I use this app called Meetup. Yeah. It's amazing for finding events and making new friends and in general finding interests. Great. Um, I'm part of this um, LGBT plus group mm. um, and they have a museum meetup every once in a while. So we went to this museum of modern art and afterwards we went to mm -hmm. Street 66 for some drinks mm -hmm. and there was a match on, which again, there was something new for me, like watching yeah. sports. <laughs> um, and what I can't forget is that I literally met those people then that day at the end of the night. We were all hugging each other and there was this one woman that hugged me and she said you're home oh wow it melted me yeah Beautiful. almost like your guardian angel or something coming down to to yeah and and it's you it, it's funny in in the moments where you're truly searching for something and then someone says that to you you know you never know maybe 10 years ago when you were in a totally different point of your life when someone said something to like that to you it would have been like yeah whatever but in that moment it when it was something that you had been thinking about actively searching for and then without asking hmm. someone saying it to you it does sound like a beautiful moment it was it's one of those moments that kind of stays with you and it was difficult you know I, even if i lived here seven years ago it was still a new move uh, especially after COVID, yes, every place uh, changed. Yeah, um, it wasn't the same. But um, I do want to say that 
I don't think this could have happened anywhere else because for me this shows the Irish spirit like they're all super kind if you actually you know get close to them and you embrace them with an open heart as they do I mean uh, I live now near St. Patrick's Cathedral and our neighborhood has a Facebook page like we have a group and everyone is just like chatting talking and when I walk back home, like everyone greets me and we stop for a chat or you can stand at a bus stop and people can talk to you. This yeah. is not what happens in other places where yeah. I've been. It, yeah. it just doesn't. You yeah. Know? I hope from the point of view of an Irish person that we can maintain this. Well, one thing, um, I, I love Dublin as it is now because it's so multicultural and busy and it's growing and as you said as you said there's these companies here which bring kind of highly talented people really from from all over the world to to live and to work here um and i do think i've heard some people say that ireland used to be a friendlier place or let's just talk about dublin maybe dublin used to be a friendlier place and even when you go like i was down in in cork and Kerry over the weekend um and for me, as a Dubliner going down there, I even get sometimes surprised at how friendly people are down there. Like they will come like it, it, it's strange almost. They'll come up right into your face and just like, are you on holiday? Are you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> then you're having a conversation 10 or 50, but no like shyness or anything. And they just come straight. I was like, I don't know you. I'm going to ask you a question straight away. Um, maybe Ross where you're from it's more like that as well Ross is from from Sligo yeah I mean there's uh, different places have different quirks within Ireland um, Dublin isn't always known to be the most friendly but I guess that's uh, my my countryness kind of thinking that we're better uh, <laughs> than Dublin but uh, no I, I, I get what you mean there is a, a charm to living in Dublin and the people who do live there and try to engage in uh, Dublin City as a community and as an active, vibrant city that's living and breathing, then they really make it special. And uh, I think there is kind of uh, an element of wanting to bring that back, especially maybe that's COVID. You've only been here since February, the, the rehashing or the second time. Uh, so you maybe just seeing the afterglow of people's desire to want to be friendly again and be interactive but uh hopefully yeah like mark said hopefully that can continue and that we don't get bored of kind of being like that mm. over the next year yeah years. yeah well my point is that i'm I'm delighted that you feel that way mm. um and i i hope like because it is that way it is true people are friendly here and will help you I just really hope that we don't lose it in the future. That's that's my main thing because, you know, Ireland or Dublin is growing very quickly. Um, and I'd love if we can maintain that spirit. Mm. Um, and I think that's going to have to, for that to happen, I think it's going to, people like yourself and people who have moved here will have to adopt that spirit as well. That's you know? exactly what I was about to say, that it's, I don't think it's, Ireland or the Irish people's responsibility only mm. to maintain that. I think it's always in you. And yes, there are tough times, but for anyone coming here, you do have to have an open heart. Like 
when I first moved in into my neighborhood, I didn't have that sort of connection from the get-go. Yeah. I had to actually come up to them and greet them. And yeah. then they opened up completely. Like you have to put some effort yourself from all the times that I've traveled. Nothing just magically happens for people to like you. Yeah. You, you can't just arrive at the airport and just wait for people to just come up to you. You have to seek it out also yourself. This is interesting because this is a theme that we has kind of developed a little bit over the course of these interviews that we're doing and that, yeah, you, you can't just arrive in a place and expect things to happen to you. You have to make it happen. It's kind of a, it's a, a lot. What I would think is going back to do a, a debate. It's kind of a debate between multiculturalism and assimilation into a, a country is that do you as a country celebrate the people who've come into the country to make the country what it is, or do you celebrate the culture that was in the country and the people who come in have to try and embrace and adopt that culture as well? But I think it's it's similar, like a, it's a bit of a hybrid. Like if once you start showing interest to Irishness and Irish identities, then I feel Irish people take notice and try and give back by taking interest in there and then kind of mashing the two together. Um, in a in a kind of a hybrid of the situation hmm. but um yeah it, it is a theme like mark said that we have seen that people just want to uh they want to get involved in their the local areas and kind of become part of the irish community as a whole hmm. Irina, you've got so much life experience you know um on all of the things that you've done and you've moved around and moved countries and um, I'm sure, unfortunately, we don't have time to get into all of the in-depth things, which I'm sure are there and are really, really interesting. Um, what would you say to someone who's a um, a moving country newbie? So let's say they're they're from wherever they're they're from, doesn't matter, France, India, Spain. They've lived in the same place their whole life. They've lived within their family, their community, friends, and then they decide to well, in this case, move to Dublin. Um, what one thing or piece of advice would you give to them? Hmm. Well, I would probably say that, obviously, do your research before you come. Yeah. In general, I think it's normal when you first arrive to be feeling homesick, to feel anxious. You feel like you don't know the system, you don't know what steps to take. So the more you prepare, the better. Um, and of course, you know, ask questions and ask for help. I was quite actually um, fortunate that when I found a house, I had a roommate, an Irish roommate, so I could always come to her for advice. Yeah. But again, meetup app where you meet friends, meet people as fast as possible, um, yeah. and just throw ideas back and forth because they already have experience yeah. of how it is to live in Dublin and nobody's gonna say no in yeah. terms of like helping you out um, and I was fortunate enough to actually meet some people right from the get-go who went to me for house viewings uh, went with me to my office to help me get there people are super friendly so just Really get out there, find out where people hang out, like where the events are happening, uh, find your interest, but also kind of like have in mind what kind of life you want to have. Like I had a very specific kind of plan of how I want my routine to be. 
like I said, I want to start walking. I want to do these sorts of events. I want to uh, have a good relationship at work. So kind of like know what you're going for. Never lose sight of that vision of what kind of life. Because you, you're moving for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. There is some sort of vision behind that. Never lose sight of that mm-hmm. and just break it down into steps on how you're going to get there. I like that. That's uh, that's quite inspirational, actually, from the point of view. It's like you have your, your vision or your dream or your and then plan it out. How are you going to make that happen? Um, that's that's very, very cool. Yeah. What's your favorite place, uh, space, vista, whatever in Dublin? Where is the place for you? So I had an answer for that. Um which I'll have to change now. I love Hardbird Park because I love feeding squirrels. I know. Um, I was there about, well, an hour ago or whatever, more maybe, but I was there hanging around the place today for a little while, catching some, catching some rays. Yeah, no, the weather is amazing these days. Also Hove, but I think everybody has been to Hove. But I'll have to change my answer to Dolkey Island. Mm. I went there on Sunday with my partner and it was just something out of a movie. Mm. It probably was the best day of my life, I have to say. Wow. And yeah, I mean, we were both just insanely blown by how the scenery turned out to be. Um, Did you get onto the island? Yeah. Or how did you get there? Um, So there is a ferry uh, that goes back and forth. Um, I think it starts at 10 or 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. Uh, and it's a local man that has like a small boat. Um, just bring cash. We don't take card. <laughs> yeah. um, and they just ferry you across. It's an inhabited island. Mm. So they're just like the people who visit over there roaming around. And birds, goats, rabbits, and just nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a beautiful uh, view of Kilani Beach and Dalki Village and all that. Hmm. Um, and we literally just picked a spot on the grass and lay there watching the clouds passing over us for four or five hours. Oh, amazing. Uh, I got sunburned. You probably can see it. It's red. <laughs> I, I probably look like no, it's turning brown now at this point. Yeah. It's all the after sun cream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um it was it was a movie, literally a movie. Uh, yeah. I, I have no words to describe. It was just so peaceful. There's literally just very few people around. And especially if you are there with someone and, you know, you're just enjoying each other's company. Like, I don't know. This is probably like the best of life that you can get. That's amazing. And believe it or not, as an Irish man, I've never been. So you've given me the, you've definitely given me the inspiration now to to go out there and 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 check it out and spend some time there. Um, Irina, I really want to like thank you for being here. I feel like we could have gone into so much more, and maybe maybe one day I tell you what we'll do it. We'll do a part two. Um, it would be great to to learn more about you, um, and maybe in 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 a while to hear about how your time is going in Dublin and how how you're getting on in the future. Um, and I'm absolutely delighted you're having such a positive experience here. Um, and yeah, for everybody listening, um. Thanks so much. It's it's been a, a real pleasure to to have you all with us. Uh, please, it means a lot if you can 
um, share it, like it, um, and, and, and that way we get the motivation to keep doing this. So, uh, yeah, Ross, any quick final words? Thanks for listening. Boom. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.